You're listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast with Jody Livingston and Chris Trent. Episode number 97. Welcome to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast, helping you survive and thrive in youth ministry. And now, your hosts, Jody Livingston and Chris Trent. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. We are glad you are here. Wherever you are and wherever this finds you, thanks for making this podcast today a part of your day. If it's your first time listening and checking out the show, welcome to the show. We're glad you're here. And if you're a returning listener, a glutton for punishment, perhaps, a member of the Super Secret Podcast Group, well, thanks for coming on back. If you uh, enjoy the show, man, we would love for you to subscribe to it so you get it each and every time. Always appreciate reviews. Just encouraging for us. But we're just glad you're here. I'm glad. I'm glad people are here too. Because if people weren't here, be doing this for no reason. So (laughs) it would just just be us. (laughs) And we do that a lot. So there'd be no point. Yeah, show notes today, if, if there are any, will be at the longerhall.com slash episode 097. That's the longerhall.com slash episode 097. That guy over there, his name's Chris. Yeah, yeah, I'm Chris. I'm a youth pastor. And uh, in case you're new, uh, you know, I'm a youth pastor in Atlanta, and Jody there is a youth pastor all the way out in California. The desert. And in the desert, literally. Uh, and, uh, but it's good. You're liking it out there. You haven't, haven't been, has it been a year? Yeah. No, not yet. Almost. Yeah. From the South though, from like Georgia, but recently moved out there, but living that California dream. My sister was just in California. Yeah. She was just there for like a conference. There's a lot of those. So cool topic today, right? We, we've got this group. Um, this uh, super secret podcast group that's several hundred uh, youth pastors at this point. And so um, every, every now and then somebody will ask a question on there and uh, we try to, uh, that that will like spark an idea for an episode. And so that's kind of, we kind of talked about doing this anyway. And then somebody asked a question a while back and it kind of lends itself to this. And so we thought we would tackle it today. And uh, this should be fun. Yeah, I think it'll be good. They're all they're always fun, most of the time. Well, I think it's timely for you. I think you you're able to speak to this, you know, issue of what your first year in youth ministry looks like. Uh, not your first year overall in youth ministry, but your first year at a church, which can be both and, right? But um, you've just experienced newness. Now you're you're having to make decisions about what that first year. What do you do? How does that look? And all those things. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it, um, I think it's, it's, it's very timely. So, Hey, before we jump into it, don't forget our friends, man, by the way, we, we do like our friends, our friends, they help make this happen, uh, which is, which is awesome. So we, uh, big time, uh, want to think, thank, think <laughs> we should be thinking, <laughs> think, think about thinking. Oh my gosh. Side note: I'm still on Greece time. I, I went to a, I went. <laughs> I'm a mess. We went to Greece on a mission trip where we did this uh, awesome sports camp with with kids, and about half the camp was refugees, uh, refugee kids, which was phenomenal. But 
you know, in the mornings it's like, oh, wait, like I shouldn't be up yet. You know, it's just all my, my brain's still mixed up and it takes me forever. I feel like I'm getting old. But uh, but we do have sponsors and they really do help make this thing happen. It's not it's not free. Uh, our time is free, I guess, but the cost of putting it on and hosting it and all of that adds up. And thankfully we've got some folks that have taken care of that now. And so we, um, we want a big time thank YM360. Uh, I hung out with Andy Blanks recently at a conference. Uh, awesome guy. Love those people. And if you don't know what YM360 is, they're just a resource group for youth ministry curriculum. They do camp. Uh, my team is headed next weekend or next Thursday and Friday to their clear conference, which is a conference oh, yeah. on teaching and uh, speaking. Uh, so we're going to go hang out with those guys next week, but this time of year, it might be real timely for you to hear this from the standpoint of curriculum, though, because they've got some new stuff out if you've not seen it, uh, which is which is just awesome. So uh, be sure to take a look at that, and and if you're in the market for something new, if you're looking for a refresh, that's where to go. And I'll also say, I, Jody, I don't know if you got the email, but they've got a brand new uh, sermon series packet out as well. Um, where they're yeah, I saw that yeah. So it's basically, you know, this idea. It's it's, it's four brand new uh, what they're calling sermon series uh, that could help you if you're looking for a man. I need a Wednesday night series, you know, or I need a Sunday morning series, depending on what your setup is like. But it's good, and uh, you know, I, I'll be honest, I haven't seen it like in person yet. But based on reputation alone and what I've seen from them every other time, I trust that it's, you know, ridiculous. I do want to get my hands on a copy. So, but uh, the topics are great. Though. I'm looking at them right now that God exploring many sides of God, uh, or it says God is, God is. And what's beautiful about each one, by the way, is it comes with everything. Series graphics, slides, the whole smack. Um, and uh, I don't know, man, it's pretty good. Pretty good option. And it's not that much. No. They're only twenty four ninety nine. And it comes with four weeks, but you get, again, you get all of that. You get the bumper videos and the whole smack. So that's not that much for all of that at all. Right. Right. So, and then also, Hey, um, George Baptists, man, they take care of us. The George Baptist student or the Georgia student ministry network, or it's not Georgia. It's just the student ministry network. Uh, they've helped us out also. Uh, and then my buddy Alec Ammons, he's not really a sponsor, but he's doing all of our graphic stuff now. And if you're looking for a guy who could help you uh, with a sermon idea or a like you've got an event coming up and you need somebody to come up with a cool, he does he does all of our stuff now uh, in our student ministry, and I say all almost all. Uh, but he's also doing our, our graphic stuff now. And so if you're looking for someone, he's he's very affordable. And he's someone you should talk to, Alec Ammons. And you can check the show notes page. Appreciate those guys, man. And and, and trust them. And that's why that's why we even uh, talk about it. Like we, they sponsor us and we're grateful for that. But we only really do that because we trust them. And uh so we found them also extremely helpful in our own ministries, and so it's a it's a 
it's easy to pass that along as a recommendation to to others. So, uh, cool. Well, are you ready? Should we jump in? Yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. All right, so I uh, have a list of things that start with the letter P. Oh my gosh, you literate. We were, we were full disclosure. We were talking about this ahead of time. He told me he alliterated everything, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I think because alliteration doesn't help me personally. Like I'm like, I don't care if you make them all P's, D's, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. But I guess some people dig that. So, hey, shout out to Benjamin Price, by the way. That's our man on. Uh, that's our, our buddy on Facebook. Who was it, Benjamin? Um, yeah, I'm sure. I don't remember. And I don't have it in front of no, me. No, it wasn't it's Benjamin. Been, Benjamin asked no. about uh, mission trip stuff. Never mind. Hey, what up, Benjamin? Free shout out to you. No, uh, <laughs> Brennan Margos. Brennan is the one that asked about youth pastors and training current small church. Um, I think he was he was talking a little bit about, um, you know, some of that as well. And I feel like there was another guy. That, anyway, yep, we'll jump into it. So, all right. So my I have I have. Teach us, wise one. Teach us, Mister First Year New Guy there at your church. What do you got for uh, us? I've been at the same place for fifteen years, so you know it's been a while and, since I've walked and in your shoes. Old, so you don't remember any of these things. Yeah, okay, so uh, I have currently six P's. If I can think of one more, that'd be amazing to have seven. Right? I'll come up okay, with one. About so um, here's here's my first one. My first one is patience. Um, my first one is patience, and so I would here, let me say this too. All of the all of the things I'm going to say, I feel like are principles that would apply. From if you're like brand new, just starting, have never done youth ministry ever, and you're finding yourself in your very first position, or if you are um, maybe not new to youth ministry per se, but new to your position. So I'm trying to make sure that these apply on both fronts. Um, okay, so the first one is patience. Um, here's the thing, you you. I think the tendency is you, you come into a new position, you're super excited, you're ready to like jump in and get going. And if you're not careful, um, you'll do too much too fast. And, um, and you may accomplish a lot like initially, but the biggest thing you'll do is just make everybody really mad. Um, and then you're, you're actually kind of going backwards a bit. And so having the patience off the front end to recognize you can accomplish a whole lot more than you think you can over the longer haul, uh, pun intended. And, and but you you can't accomplish as much as you think you can in the shorter term. Um, and so, being patient, coming in, taking things as they come, uh, not getting ahead of yourself, and not trying to to run ahead and solve every po- problem right away. Or um, now, that doesn't mean you'd be lazy and you don't do anything. It just means you you got to show a little wisdom um, as you as you kind of roll uh, roll in. Do you remember having to have patience? Yes, and I still do. I, I think that's a uh, that's a deal that you have to to learn. I, I think you have to learn that throughout your your ministry period uh, because um, people require patience, and it. You know, the example, when I do training on middle school ministry, one of the things we often talk about is when do you split middle school and high school? 
And patience is one of the things I talk about with that because I never want anybody to hear me say, I think you need to go in this Sunday and completely blow up your youth ministry and yeah. split oh, yeah. middle school and high school, right? Right. But rather you have to have patience. You have to take your time with it and you have to realize that it's going to take a minute. And there's going to be some people who, you know, push back against that, you know, but the patience also comes in this fact uh, or this as well. Um, this part, this yeah. part truthfully just wears yeah, me out. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm just being candid, right. This part this is one of the parts about youth ministry. Wears I think me so. Out. If, if you're, if you're at the place of, if, if you stay at a place for a long time, you're going to see waves and literally generations of yeah. kids come through. And then what you're going to see is you're going to have a whole, at times you're going to have a whole new wave yeah. of parents come through that have their own, that have sort of their own, what they feel is important. You're going to have your own, a whole new wave of kids come through which is going to result in them putting pressure on you or asking you or whatever. And yeah, which is going to require patience because you're going to have to, you're going to have to answer the same over, over questions again. You're going to have to deal with the same issues again. You're going to have to fight through those same battles. And the other part that really gets hard, I think even as we get older um, is you do get to a point where you're like, People, for the love, I've been doing this for a while. Just trust me. <laughs> right. But you just can't. Yeah. And so, you, you, and that's yeah. hard. Like you, you've got to have patience. You know, if yeah. you, if you've been doing youth ministry a long time and you have, you know, and you step into a new spot, well, they don't know yeah. that. They don't care. And so you're coming in like, man, I know what I'm doing. Just let me do it. Um, I think it also, it's also wise and, to understand that the patience is going to pay off from the, if you go in and people just go, okay, yeah, whatever you say, Jody, we'll do it. As opposed to yeah. you giving them time to think and come along with you. Absolutely. It's so much more. Yeah. You got to, you have to build something over time, right? And that yeah, requires totally. a lot of patience, which takes me to my second. Yeah, before you do it, I got to clarify something okay. here. I got, I, I, yeah, okay. I, I got to take a little side trip here. So I got a little mixed up on oh, something okay. on our Facebook group here, and our ma- our man uh, Brennan, who it, was it? Hold on, let me pull this up. It wasn't Brennan? Yes, Brennan. Your episode's still coming. This is not that. <laughs> I got so mixed up. Uh, let's just read them all. We'll shout. Well, no, well, so shout Brennan, yeah, Brennan was actually talking about. We want to do this still <laughs> because he was talking about youth pastors and training, small church current pastor, lead prince, and. He's talking about just like, what are some ways to help train yourself as a youth pastor? He was talking more broad like this, and we've promised him an episode, and, and I still think it's a great idea, and we want to do it. This one, I don't know, was necessarily a direct um, question from anybody. I don't remember that anymore. Yeah, I don't know but that this was a – it came a out, out of conversation of on there. But I don't know that it was a direct Is that what it was? Question, and I can't remember when or where. It was a while ago. Yeah, well, because we've been living like youth our lives and doing, yeah, it's been taking yeah. a while. So it, I'm looking here. Yeah, like Philip ended up talking about five resources for a youthy that's rookie youth leader. I think that's where that ended up going. And then. 
which I think is still, I'm give you a couple. I, I still love that idea. I'm going to give you, um, I have three. So, so there's some in there. Like in, yeah, but we'll still do that episode. I still think that's a good idea for an episode totally. Okay. All right, boy, what's your second P? And for the record, you're now at PP. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Middle school I pastor am. for life. <laughs> that's awesome. So the second one, the second P is planning. So, you know, as much as we talk about patience and the importance of patience, the thing that will help patience uh, become a reality is the uh, is, is having a plan. And so um, it's got it can't be a super specific plan. Right. Because you, you don't really know enough to plan. But I think you need to have some long term goals and then build backwards. Um, from that. And this is something, if you've been listening to the podcast, we have talked about this and talked about this and talked about this and talked about this. And we will continue to do so because I think most youth pastors, particularly when you're starting out, this is where they fall a little short is they don't really have a long-term goal or plan as far as what what they want to accomplish. And so coming in with an idea of, hey, here's what I want things to look like in five years, or here's what I hope we'll be doing in five years or here's uh, what, where I hope our students that the students were graduating. This is kind of the things I want to see in their life in five years, then backing up and saying, okay, now if that's where I want to be in five, realistically, where can I be in three? Okay. Now if I could, that's three, what does a year and a half look like? Right. And then what does six months from now look like? Um, I think having, having a bit of a plan keeps you, it allows you to continue to be patient and it keeps you from getting discouraged when you things aren't progressing as quickly as you'd like them to, because you're like, oh no, we're just following the plan. You know, we're, we've still got time. We're not, that's not a, that's not a year one reality. That's a year three reality, or that's a year five reality. Um, and, and so kind of starting with the end in mind. You know, the classic, it's a little bit different modern day now with, with ships, but you know, the classic way to think about that is like the red you know, a big yeah. ship, you know, with the, with, Rudder. um, that takes, it takes yeah. a long time to turn a big ship around. You know, it's not, it's not a ski boat, you know, don't think of it as a ski boat or, you know, a, a sea do, but sea do. Uh, That's a fun word to say. I love that. And I love sea do. Um, but it takes a little while to, you know, to turn that thing and whatever you end up, especially if there are big, wholesale changes, you know, uh, to the youth ministry, you just have, you would be wise to take your time, uh, and set those long range. There's a couple of, a couple of great recommendations there. Um, I really do love John Acup's thinking on this, uh, both in his book, start and finish. There's two books, you know, and, uh, both of those just give really good thinking on, how to set those type of goals and how to make big changes and everything. Now, some of it's entrepreneurial like as well, but you can read between the lines and apply that to, uh, to youth ministry. Um, but man, that's where that patience comes in as well, because that patient, these two go together, Jody. I like the way you're doing that because, um, you have to plan, but your plan's going to require some patience. You're going to have yeah. to look long-term when you start and also realize that the patient the patience comes into play also because you can't you would be unwise to step into a brand new youth ministry role 
and within six weeks roll out your plan for the future of that youth ministry. Yeah. Oh yeah. How in the world can you pull that? How can you know that? You know, six months. I don't know. And I, and, and I'm not, I don't want to be legalistic yeah. on the time, you know, because God moves, God reveals. It could be sooner. I just think generally speaking though, before you've lived through almost a year, a calendar year of everything the church has done, how are you really going to know fully? Right. Right. Yeah. You flesh a lot of that out during that first. And I'll say this too. A lot of people will say, hey, don't change anything in the first year. Um, I'm not one of those people. I, I have I've made some pretty big changes within the first year, um, but I did so with patience and with planning and um and and they weren't like just knee jerk reactions to oh man well I'm at last church I really liked doing you know we had youth group on Wednesdays I don't like doing it on Sundays I'm just going to move it like no that you got to really have a plan for how and why and how you communicate that and so I think I think you can make changes that first year but you just got to be super careful and patient and know that you don't have to make changes the first year, right? You can, you've got time. You, everything doesn't have to happen immediately. And here's what's hard about that. You, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. If you're in a church context, and, and not every church is this way, but a lot of churches are where you are, you're kind of hired into your position from a like a search committee, Right. So the church kind of gets a committee of people and puts them together. And, uh, and then, then, then you're interviewing with the committee and you're asking all your questions to the committee before you're actually hired. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you've got to be, you got to be aware that the people on that committee are probably really, really committed to youth ministry. They have a really strong investment or a really strong opinion. And that's why they're on the committee. That may not be the opinion of the churches at large. Like the, the the perception expectations of the church as a whole may not be as fervent or as uh, invested maybe as the committee. And so you might be uh, coming in and you're asking all these questions to a search committee or you're asking all these questions to a staff member. And your perception is one thing. But when you actually get into the role if you're not careful and you don't recognize, okay, the rest of the church maybe is not on, on board completely with what I thought was the perception and expectation. Yeah. Um, and so being able to navigate that um, through some careful planning is, is, is really helpful. And that leads me to my third P. All right. What you got? So my next P after patience, after planning is pick up, information pick up information and here's what i mean by that um you're stepping into a role and i think i have felt this tremendously this year um the context my current context is uh definitely more complex than others that i've been in um in the sense that i'm at a multi-site um, church now that ha that wasn't always multi-site right and so there's some history here when the church went from like a single location to multi-site. Um, there's also history of other and previous guys who've been in the role uh, that I don't, I don't know. I'm not privy to that. 
And so whether it's programs that have been in place forever, why we do certain things, navigating like past hurts or uh, disappointments, things people really, really like that I don't understand or that I don't necessarily wouldn't necessarily do. Um, like there's a ton of that that you just don't know when you're coming in. And even now, I mean, I'm not, I'm almost a full year in. I'm, I'm a little short of a full year. I'm still learning. Um, and so I, you, you just have to constantly be asking questions constantly because the more you can understand, you call that pick up the what? Pick up information. Oh, information. Yep. 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 And so whether that's relationships with other staff, whether that's context of the past, like I find myself asking a lot, okay, why do we do this? Um, or like I'll be put in charge of something and I don't know. I'm just trying to do what I thought. Okay. What's, what is the expectation? How was this done in the past? Who has to be involved? Right. Um, and I, I just think a lot of times we don't, we don't ask and we just kind of charge ahead and pretend like the past never happened. And then you end up in real bad trouble real quick. Everybody's mad at you. That's, and that's hard to do. I, I will say, I, I think I've done much better with it this time than maybe, it, you know, especially when I was first mm-hmm. starting out. I, I knew I didn't know what I was doing, but there was some insecurity there that I didn't want people to know that I didn't know what I was doing. So I would pretend as a very, very young youth pastor that I knew what I was doing instead mm-hmm. of asking questions. Yeah, like for real. Uh, yeah, you? well, yeah, and still at the... <laughs> <laughs> and every Tuesday, oh, right? You know, I, 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 I will tell you, um, and this is all good, you know, good stuff here. And um, in, in some ways, this is feeling it's kind of hitting close to home right now for me because, you know, we have a brand new pastor and, um, yeah, yeah. And we're, you know, the church is, um, large enough and a big enough machine that the impact of that, and I think it'd be true for any size church, honestly, you know, but I'm having to, to navigate some of that, you know, with him now. Because we are very pastor led, you know, and um, and so I'm having to kind of learn that, and 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 I, and I had my first, you know, sort of long meeting, and it was awesome, and and I'm loving the guy. Um, I think I can say that would sound like I'm sucking up because I, I don't think he's listening. I don't think he's listening to my podcast. <laughs> you don't think he listens? I don't know. To I mean, I don't know. He's a very perceptive guy. So if you are listening, Clay, hey, what up, man? Thanks for listening. Um, Come on sometime. Let's do this. Uh, but, uh, but no, he's, he's, I love the fact he, he's very perceptive as well. And, and I probably need to be better across the board, even with um, other meeting, other people that I'm meeting and parents at times before I react, getting that information processing, you know, and I've just, str- I've struggled. I think I'm better at 49 than I was at, you know, my thirties or, you know, was terrible. You know, I was really, and I don't, and I'm not saying all 20 something year olds are that for me was my Achilles, you know, that, you know, for oh, me, that was yeah, me. me too. Um, some, I've met some younger guys that are great at that, you know, and girls that are amazing at that, you know? So, but yeah, I, th- I think that's good advice when you get there, man, just, just gather information, dig, find out the why, you know, I think that's, uh, I think that's huge. Well, what it will do, even though it, it, 
it won't feel like this, right? It will feel to you oftentimes like you look like an idiot, like you don't know what you're doing. But the perception uh, is is the opposite. It will it will garner you uh, a lot of respect. Like it will, others will recognize that you're trying to navigate mm-hmm. and you're trying to learn, and that will give you a ton of uh, kind of chips in the bank, if you will, um, down the road. And it'll help you make better planning and better, you know, just wiser decisions. You'll be able to. Win. And I think this is also true. Even and you you've done this, so you you know you're kind of in a role. You stepped into a, a a different role, kind of a broader role, taking on a little more responsibility. And even though you've been there a really long time, I would imagine there's still things that you're like, huh? Okay, now that I'm in this seat, these things look a little bit different, and and so still recognizing and being able to ask those questions to navigate yeah. correctly. I think probably applies to all. That. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, you just have it, 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 it. You all of a sudden are responsible for new things. You, you're right. You have to take the time to go. Okay. Let me, let me process. I will say this too, just as a, just as a encouragement to folks. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It, it's, it, it's important to remember the world that we live in when it comes to the urgent, the tyranny of the urgent. And there's just so often this feeling of we have to make this decision right now. Right. And I'll give you a very practical example. When we do life group, what we call life groups are small group ministry. And we assign kids to groups or even throughout the year. So often, you know, a kid will come to us and say, can I change groups? The temptation is, oh, we have to solve this problem right now. But realistically, if you really take a second and kind of step back from that for a minute, you really don't. (laughs) You really don't. You really can't say, hey, you know what? We're not saying no, but we're also not saying yes. Stick with what you're doing for a minute and let us process that for a second. And then do a little research, find out all the implications tied to. And that's a great example because, you know, in small group ministry, you move one kid and it could potentially have a domino effect. And, you know, and so it really is important that you pick up information, that you gather information on that kind of deal. And so I think that would be true for a lot of ministry ideas and a lot of things, you know, just taking a minute. before, And it's, it's hard whenever a parent's leaning on you in that moment. But don't. Don't forget, it's a powerful tool for you to be able to say to a mom or a dad, you know what, that's very interesting. I, give me, let, me, uh, let me chew on that and gather some information on that and think on that, and I'll get back to you. Now, you have to get back to them. Like this, you got to be professional and get back to them. But take the time. But yeah, it's good. So yeah, man, I'm with you. All right, what else you got? Okay, this one I think is well, really important. I hope important. so, since and you put it on one, your list. I hope you're I'm not giving us anything about. that's not yeah. important. I mean... Okay. <laughs> That's true. That's true. This is one how about that? This is one that I think maybe more than others we often fail at. Um and I'll I'm gonna, be the, I'm gonna I'll explain be it that a little Jenny, if I fail. Okay. Okay. All right. So okay. so patience was the first P. Planning was the second P. Gotcha. Pick up information was the third. And the fourth is the fourth P mm. is plug in. Um and and okay. here's here's what I mean by that. Um 
it is one thing to step into a role and run parallel to the church in the sense that um, you agree with the church philosophy, you love where you are, you're, you're super bought into everything the church is doing, and you're, and you're leading in the church, but you're not really integrated into the life of the church yourself. Um, so, for example, we made we we I think one of the things we have done very well here, and and this is this isn't even speaking from a from the ministry side so much as the personal side. We made a really we knew coming in it was a big move for us. We didn't know anybody. We didn't know where anything was. Um, there, I mean, it was it was a total fresh start for us, and so we made really strong effort off the front to really to plug in. Um, and so that means for us, like jumping into a small group real quick, real early, right? Being a part of the life of the church, um, not just being at the church when when we're necessarily having to be there, but just as if we were a member of the church, to what extent are we plugged in? We're, we're you mean you're in, there's an investment there, you're, you're bought in. That, that helps you in so many ways. It helps you personally have some people around you. Um, it helps you understand better the culture of the church that you're trying to navigate now. Um, it it helps you a ton relationally in trying to recruit others or make decisions for others or get respect or trust um, quickly that you need. Um, I just see a lot of guys step in, and they, I, the only way I can describe it is they just kind of run parallel to the church. So they're not running against it. They're just running with it, but they're not really a part of it. And in every context I've been in, when I'm looking, even just now thinking back, you know, the 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 times we probably struggle a little more off the gate is when we were really slow to plug in. Um, and when we've, but when we've kind of stepped in, integrated ourselves, our family, our life into the life of the church, uh, and that's paid big dividends personally and in ministry. I may get carried if I get too if I do too much of a deep dive on this topic, it's gonna be a whole nother episode in itself. Um <laughs> you, you're you are um you're touching on something I think that is probably under probably is not talked about enough when it comes to ministry. And it is it's going to be so much better for you and for the church that you're serving in. And there's no doubt in mind that the reason why some people do not experience longevity is because of the fact that they never accomplished what you just talked about. When you're interviewing for a oh, church, yeah. part of the question needs to be, can this be my church home? If I were not going to work here, would this be my church home? Will I love these people? Will this be my church? Now, to be fair, when you've got battle scars and your wounds are, are, are present, it can become really easy to just run parallel. And Jody, truthfully, you know, and, and, you know, without going into much personal there, you know, it would have been easy for you to get there and go, I'm not opening up my heart again. And I'm not risking that again. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm just going to 
uh, I'm just going to kind of come and do my job and we're going to kind of live our life, but, we're, but, and I'll do great. And, um, so, yep. Yeah, and, and this is the, this is the tricky part of talking about this, how your spouse and kids respond to this is, 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 dare I say as, is equally important because I've known situations where, you know, yeah, youth pastor rolls in and he's kind of ready or she's kind of whatever. And, but the spouse never comes along. And my friends, if you're, if you're listening, which you're hearing yeah. me, I know you are listening. Listen to this. You have to believe that churches and people are incredibly perceptive. And if you're not plugged in and your heart's not in it, they're going to know it. Like they're going to feel it. And they're going to know it. It's just an intuitive thing. Whereas opposed to like, man, like I love this place and this is my home and I've got, I know I've only been here six months, but man, like this is, I care deeply. It's not just a job to me. I care. These are my people, you know, that's going to help you so much. That's going to help you so, so much. So, um, it, it, it's big, it's big. Uh, and well, and you'll know, you'll know this because you, uh, you'll find yourself not saying them. Oh, right. Huge. That my, that's that little bit of language right there. That idea of my church, our church, it's, uh, it's huge. You know, I talked about having a new pastor. Um, Yeah. I actually noticed one of the things he's doing and, 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 and I think he's doing it because he's just good, but I think he really believes us. I already, I'm telling you, I already feel like Johnson Ferry is his church, not his church. in like some pastor, this is my church kind of way, but like he's, he and he and uh, his wife are already thinking like, this is our home. This is our church. And it makes a huge difference, man. Like, it's like, Oh, okay. Well, he's got a dog in this hunt then, you know? He's not just here doing it because it's a gig. It's like, oh, he's actually here because yeah. he really loves this place. Oh, that. Absolutely. Okay. Well, you know what? I can get behind that guy. It's that kind of mindset that you're hoping you're wanting for. You know, it's like, oh man, like Jody, man, he, he loves the desert now. He loves, and that's one thing I'll give you, you know, and we're buddies and I follow you on Instagram and, you know, and all that. And that's one of the things I think has been so effective for you is you went out to California and you and your whole family were like, party, it's an adventure. This is, you know, we're, we're, right. going, we're going to, we're going right. to go check out, we're, we, you know, we're, this is home now and we're going to go, we're going to make the best out of this. So, you know, I feel like every weekend you're going to a new place in California, you know, checking it out or whatever. So. No. And I, here's the, here's the thing I'll say to you. Because I don't want to over. Because I know there's people listening that are like, "Ugh, okay, this is not. I would never have chosen this church." Uh, but I'm here, right? There's and so there's somebody like that. I, I don't. What what we're not saying is, man, you've got to be in the perfect church. Like if you made a list of the church that you would, you know, is your, is your church perfect, Jody? Hmm, pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's I'm not. I'm just. I'm just. I, lo- I listen, man. I love. I. I love my church. I love it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But I, and I wouldn't dare, but, <laughs> but I could probably come up with a list, you know, of like things that frustrate right. me, you know, like right. 
That's just, I think anybody would be able to say that. No, we're not talking about perfect, sure, man. Sure. No, but keep going. Yeah. But you know, like you, maybe you, there's probably things that you would prefer if you were just going to choose a church to attend that you may not be able to have when you're going on staff. And that's not what we're saying. We're saying that as you're interviewing, as you're you know thinking through, it needs to be a place where you're looking and go, man, yes, I can plant myself here. Like I could see myself planting here, my family here, right? And I think that's so important because if you don't feel that off the front, that's not going to change. I mean, well, I'll give you the I'll give you the hard the hardcore the hard correlation on this thing, Jody. Is this, and as youth pastors, we've all dealt with this parent before. The parent that approaches us, and everything is all based on like every decision, every question, everything they requ- um, every request they have for their kid is always tied to how it impacts them and them alone. Yeah, that's a that's a great example. And folks, that's the danger of not of just running parallel and not making it your church. Is you basically become that, you know? Um and so that's where it has to be. No, this is my cuz those you know, I talked about life groups earlier and that's a that's another when I get a request from a parent, so often it's like, look, I just want this for my kid. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but yeah. if I do that, it's going to impact that group. That group's going to blow up, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, but I, you know, I, I really, just don't let that kid be in the group then. Well, <laughs> well no, it's not. And you, it's clearly, you know, it's clearly like you're going, you're just, this is just you right now. Like you're not thinking about this, is, you know, this doesn't feel like this is your church, you know. But then every once in a while, I get the parent going, hey, you know, we've got this situation and here it is. And but I want to be mindful of everybody else. And and you're going, praise God, like we're going to try to figure this out, you know, um, because they, they're treating it like the church, you know, so it's good. Yep. I get yeah. it's good, man. That's a good one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, man. Maybe we should take a long time off again yeah. next time because you're like you're like rocking <laughs> this thing. I mean, the alliteration is kind of lame, but everything else is perfect on the same Okay. Uh, number five. So patience, planning, pick up information, plug in. And, the, and number popcorn. five is popcorn. You threw popcorn in there, right? That could be number okay. seven. Uh, a posture of humility. A posture of humility. And here's what I mean by this one. Um, knowing that, again, going back to where we started with this idea of patience, like it's okay to lose some things in the short term, knowing that you can win them in the long run, in the sense that you don't always have to have your way. Um, and sometimes sometimes that's needed. And so coming at this almost like thinking outside in, right? So this is the the in would the inside or the, the thing that's that's the in in that context would be like something this is me directly. This affects me directly, my ministry, my context. But be starting that with the thought of how does this affect other ministries in my church or how does this affect other campuses at my church and then then coming towards that and and being willing to defer to others when it may not be what you would necessarily do but it's not the end of the world if it doesn't happen the way you would want it to um, and not just walking in and, and kind of unintentionally maybe taking a position of arrogance of like well I know best or I've been doing this the longest or, 
you know, and I think if you're if you're doing those the things that the first four, this one comes a little easier. But if you're not doing them, then you're going to really struggle here. And I see a lot of new youth pastors. Like when we talk to, when guys reach out to us or girls reach out to us and they're struggling in their first year, a lot of it is because they kind of went in with a little posture of arrogance, not on purpose, and it's burning them because they, they feel like, hey, I went to school for this or I've been doing this the longest or I'm younger, so I know students and you don't. Or, um, you're, you know, I think that, that can be really, really dangerous. And so coming at things with a bit of a posture of humility, again, helps you set you up for success over the longer haul of your ministry there. And that's sometimes that's really hard. Yeah. And then if you struggle with this, answer these questions. All right, Jody, here you go. You ready? Do they all start with the same name? <laughs> no. Is there? An, is there? They an all end. The, it is. It's alliteration. They all end with a question mark. Um, oh wow! I'm impressed. Could you be replaced? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good could you? Could you be replaced? Yes, of course. <laughs> and, and I would say, could, could somebody? Else, say is this. there somebody else that might could be doing your job better than you? Or not even that. The question is. Could they just decide they want someone else doing the job beside yeah, you? But but I'm, I mean, seriously, I mean, is there somebody else? But like you may sit here and go, "No, I'm the best there is." Well, you might be the best there is, but there's well, been if, really you're, good... if you're answering that way, you're not. You're struggling with humility, though. That's the whole point, right? Right. <laughs> like I mean, use, I'll use Tennessee football as an example. Why? That, because I'm a Tennessee fan, and because right now. they suck. I mean, that's not that's not yeah. that's not a good example. Listen though, here's how Let's this use Alabama Crimson they, Tide because they no because that doesn't. Because everybody would say, you know, Nick Saban yeah. is the best. Well, he is the best. Yeah, that's not a good example. <laughs> Philip Fulmer was fired from Tennessee with an 80% winning record, right? And they fired Philip Fulmer. And since that day, it's been a dumpster fire, right? So you may sit and think you're winning, but that doesn't mean that you can't be replaced. They're right, and 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 may and so, I would say, yeah. And I mean, you're you're a little facetious in your question because, of course, you can. No, be replaced. no, but, but, but I mean, no, I am saying no, it's a hard. I, I think it's a mindset, though. I'm, I'm thinking, and let me yeah, tell you why. Here's what I'm asking. You know, I think some people like, well, how do I know if I'm humble? Right, right. Like, how do I know if I'm doing a good job here with that? You know, and I think you've got to ask yourself some key questions. Do you think you can be replaced? Do you think it's possible that there's somebody out there that's better than you and would, would maybe do a better job than you in that particular role, right? Do you think you know more than your senior pastor? Do you think you know more that's a, that's a than the parent? Do you think you know more than the parents that are raising teenagers? You know, and, and 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 obviously, there's always nuances to all those. In some ways, well, yeah, maybe in that particular subject, you might know a little bit more than your senior pastor does, or whatever. But it's easy though to struggle with humility and start to think, "No, I I am the guy, right? I am. Yeah, if I were him, this, this is, is my. I would do. do you ever feel your? Do you ever have this mindset? This would be a great question to just know whether or not you're struggling with humility or not. Do you ever have this mindset? That's my decision to make. Because if you're struggling, if you think, man, if you if you're like camped out on that, that is that's my decision to make. Well, you know, now leaders have to lead, and sometimes that is your. But it's all if those things start to add up, and that's how you have to start to discern 
do you, are you humble? You know, but, um, so, you know what? That leads me to another P that I don't have on my list, which brings me to a total of seven. Okay. You've, you, okay. It's perceive, right? And so you, you, I think there's some wisdom that's needed where you are perceiving, uh, kind of self-evaluating. Um, and, and that sometimes that, that, that sounds silly, but I'm telling you when you're in your first year, that is really hard sometimes because you like, you may even be given permission to do something. You may be given responsibility or authority to do something. It's, it's literally been given to you, but it wasn't yours before and you don't know and you're just doing your job and then you take somebody else off, but they don't, they don't tell you and you don't know that they're mad. And then all of a sudden, by the time you find out it's real bad because you're not thinking, you know, you're just not being perceptive. Um, and so you need to, I think that's, and, and those questions that you're asking, even in that, like, how do I know if I have a posture of humility? Well, man, those are great questions to start thinking through and evaluating and perceiving maybe where your heart is on that. Like, um, that's good. Yep, those yep. are real good questions. Beautiful. All right. And then I have my last <laughs> thing. Perseverance. 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 Like, don't, just don't give up. Don't quit. It's going to get hard. It's going to get more difficult. Um, there's going to be moments in that first year where you're like, what the heck did I do? What am I doing? Why did I think this was a good idea? Um, you know, man, we're driving across the country with our family. I, I remember <laughs> we'd sold our house. Our, our house sold like so fast. Uh, we weren't even, the sign wasn't even in the yard and our house had already sold, which was, we weren't prepared for that. And then I remember packing up you know, that we left super late and we pull out and it's like, well, here we go. We couldn't stay if we wanted to right now. We have no place to live. Uh, you know, it was just, and driving across the country, stopping along the way was amazing. But there were tons of moments driving or even stopping around like, what am I doing to my family? Like, is this the right thing? And, you know, no, we knew this was the right decision when we made the decision. We were confident in that. But all of a sudden now when the rubber literally hits the road, you know, there's got to be an, a, a measure of perseverance that you, you're you confident and you push forward, continue to step forward in faith. Um, yeah. And you just don't give up, you know. So, Those are good, man. Those are good. It's all my piece. And I do have, I've got a few resources I'll throw out and maybe you can add to this list if you want. I, you, yeah. I know you mentioned some stuff by John Acuff, Start, and uh, his book Start and his book Finish. Those are amazing for sure. Um I would I would throw in and these aren't new. We've recommended these before. Um, this book is this book is one of my favorite youth ministry books that has ever been written. Um, it's it's old for sure at this point. Um, and so if you've never read it, or you're especially if you're probably younger um, and newer in youth ministry, some of the examples maybe he gives aren't going to make a ton of sense. But there's such wisdom in this book, and it's the Ministry of Nurture by Duffy Robbins. Um, I love that book. That was the very first youth ministry book that I ever read. And in so many ways, it helped shape my thought towards youth ministry. And um, Duffy's a legend. He's been on the show and anything he writes is pretty much uh, super helpful. Uh, but he talks a lot about this, this idea of the planning, particularly like, okay, what do our kids want to learn? But what do we want them to learn before they leave? And, um, I just found that super helpful. The second one that a lot of our listeners probably have read is your first two years in youth ministry. 
Um, that's uh, Josh Griffin and Doug Fields on that. And uh, that book's been around a while at this point, but there's a ton of wisdom in navigating those first couple of years. Yeah. Uh, in that. And then the third <laughs> one is uh, a book called Consider This. Some, some knucklehead that I know wrote it. Uh, but in all seriousness, I think... It's uh, from the heart, people. Yeah, that's it's from the heart. Trent wrote that book. <laughs> and uh, it it's... It really is... Yes, right. So, and I and I, I tell people this all the time. It has nothing to do with our friendship or the fact that we do the show together. I think what that book does, it fills a, a void that is um, so important. So many youth ministry books that are out there are very um, practical in the programming sense of uh, you know, here's what to do, here's how to navigate. You know, those those first few years. I think what you did and consider this is kind of set the tone and expectation on a personal side, um, which in a character side and, and just really framing expectations of what youth ministry is going to be like. And I think if you're just starting out in youth ministry, for sure, you need to read that book today. You need to go buy that and read that book today. If you're not, and you've been in it a long time, man, it is a super helpful reminder. And I would still say the same, uh, you need to go and get uh, that book and read it. And I and I'm genuinely not saying that because because I know Chris and because we do the show together. It's just a really really helpful book. And even in that, like Wendy weighs in in that and gives a little perspective from the the spouse. Best part of the book. Best part of the book. Well, well, best looking part yeah. of the book so. for sure. And, well, the history there, you know, and, and it's been a while. It's been a long time since we talked about it. The history of the book is simply this: like we. I had I, I was mentoring you know a couple guys and I finally hit this point where I felt like I was taking more of a shotgun approach where we would just kind of talk about whatever and I was a little tired of that I was like man I need to write down if I'm going to if I'm going to take a guy through everything I would want to tell that person in order to experience longevity because at that point I had experienced longevity and I had survived toddler <laughs> years um <laughs> uh well, what would I do. I made this long list and at the point, and, and honestly, at the time it was just for, for that process of just taking, you know, guys through a mentorship process. But then, uh, then it, then there was this moment where I was at conclave, uh, and, uh, setting in Andy Blank's breakout that the thought came to me. And then I called him up the next week and it came out of that. So yeah, man, it's, um, yes, yeah, from the heart, you can get it on why I'm 360. Uh, it's one of the reasons we're partnered with them because we have a great relationship with them. We're thinking about rebranding it. Uh, that's, that's being talked about, but, uh, yeah. So we're thinking about rebranding and then tying the longer haul into it somehow. Yeah. Cause Jody, you've said you'd be open to that. So, um, yep. so yeah, it's good. Maybe you can write, Ooh, maybe we could rebrand, like rebrand it and kind of redo it. And you could like, write like the, like the, the forward or something like, what do you call that? Like the first yeah. part of the book. You know, like the that would be fun. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. So it's what's what's great is you didn't know I was going to do that. <clears throat> I didn't tell you any of that beforehand. No, I did not at all. Thank you. So you really uh, yeah. So it. hopefully that'll help. Those are the seven P's of surviving your first year um, and setting yourself up. Yep, and, that's it. Uh, hey, you can use the you know the YM three sixty. You can use oh, the the promo, uh, the promo code and get a discount on it, and I'll make like. <laughs> I'll make like 15 cents less, but Up hey, you know, it's cent, all good. 25 cents. 
<laughs> That's great. Yeah, but for sure, make sure, again, thanks for listening today. I, I really hope this is helpful. If you're not in that situation now, you probably will be at some point. And if if not, you'll know someone else who uh, who probably is. And so being able to, to kind of hopefully help shepherd and lead them a little would, would be helpful. I know this episode for sure it's just it's just where I'm at right now. So it's really easy to share and, and talk and navigate those things. And they are all of those things are things I think about and have thought about a lot over the last year. And so hopefully that's that's helpful. All those I'll put links to all those books that we mentioned uh, in the show notes page over at thelongerhall.com slash episode zero nine seven. So you can uh put mine first, put mine on top. Um, put mine on top. And so we can uh, we can head over there and, and grab grab those. And then seriously, thanks again to our sponsors, Student Ministry Network, guys down in Georgia, and then uh, YM360. And if, and if you do head over to YM360 and you want to buy Chris's book or any of the amazing resources they have, be sure to use the promo code LONGERHALL, and that'll save yourself 20%. Yeah, graphic stuff, man, if you need it. Yep. If you need a logo, if you need a sermon series, graphic, game graphic, my man, Alec Ammons, cheap, good, just Love starting Jesus. out. He needs a lot. He needs a little extra cash. So <laughs> he make it out. Desperate. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's he's an awesome guy. So anyway, there it is. Awesome. Thanks. Everybody. All right. Well, that'll do it. Thanks. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace out. Thanks for listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast at www.thelongerhall.com. Thank <laughs> you.